Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is another great day in the Crescent City. It's time to talk a lot to Saints. Saints camp has been going on for three days now. We've been able to watch and see what the Saints have been able to do. It's been kind of crazy. It's been a lot of interesting things. But here's the thing. It's just been a few days, so there's not a lot to take away from it. Look, I, I think when you look at this New Orleans team, um, you know, you, we got our first glimpse of them on Thursday. Uh, just being able to see football again was just really exciting. And then Friday and Saturday, you had the fans into it. A lot of good stuff to see. Um, but obviously the focal point with this team is – hey, there's no Drew Brees, so it kind of is one of those things where it's just almost a little bit weird. It's a little bit eerie just not having him in there. You know, it was um, somewhat interesting on Saturday just being able to look at some of the things just in stretches where it appeared that, you know, his spot where he normally stretched just wasn't there, uh, like they left it open on purpose. Um, you know, just kind of a subtle tip, a subtle cap tip to him and, and such. But, look, you know, when you look at training camp, and for those who've been, obviously, know there's a lot to pay attention to. There's a lot to look at. And the thing is, everything's important, right? Uh, when you look at everything from special teams to wide receivers to one-on-one battles to defensive rotations to all these different things, the base package installs of what they've been working on the first few days. And that's probably what we're going to expect a lot more on Monday. But look, we make a big deal about everything, right? And and the thing is, some of it's merited, but obviously we see a lot of overreactions, right? And I, I kind of joked when I, when I said the first day that, hey, Taysom Hill was your starter and everybody overreacted accordingly. And that's exactly what everybody did. And, you know, he did it the second day. And I remember that some people were like, oh, man, let's call this race between Hill and Jameis Winston. I mean, and it's guys, this isn't going to be decided out of practice um, when they don't have pads on. And, you know, it echoes a lot about what guys like Malcolm Jenkins and Cam Jordan have said that, you know, look, just a couple days in, these guys have been with this team a long time and they've been in the league a long time. You know, nothing's going to be decided on these first several days of camp. And there's a lot to pay attention to. And again, it's, it's all merited. And there's some things that you can take away that, are encouraging and some that are well you know let's just kind of wait and see um you know let's go ahead and get into it let's talk a little bit first about the rookies uh you know i would say of the rookie class there hasn't been too much that's been going on right i I think you've seen a little bit of peyton turner first impressions the guy is is huge right and and i I looked at him and to know passing you on one of the veteran pickups that they had in the offseason and man they've got some length and strength at their pass rush position, you know, between Marcus Davenport, Cam Jordan, uh, Passignon, and, and obviously Peyton Turner. Um, but, you know, look, he's been flashing a little bit. He had a, a couple of run stuffs. He hasn't done anything too crazy out of the ordinary. Um, you know, I think he may have, have looked a little bit sluggish or trying to adjust to kind of some of the things here. Obviously, you know, some of the players haven't played in a while, and it's obviously a different game when you add the heat, which is all you kind of hear in New Orleans, right? But, uh, you know, overall, I think he's been good. Uh, Pete Warner is another guy that we obviously have a lot of hope for just because, look, you know, they bring in Quan Alexander for a visit, and you just kind of see, hey, you, you kind of my ears perked up a little bit because obviously it's like, hey, you know, what are we going to look at, look like on this linebacker time with Demario Davis and who's going to be his partner in crime? And I think that's been the biggest question mark or one of the big question marks at the linebacker spot. So, look, Warner really didn't get much looks in the base defense, but 
you know, look on the second day, he obviously had moved over and he was the, the primary pairing at linebacker with Demario Davis working out of the nickel formation. So I, I think he's a guy that you obviously, with all these rookies and just all these players in general, you know, again, you're just a few days in. It's always a wait and see mentality, right? You got to see what's going to happen with them. You can't be too premature in your assessments. Um, you know, Paulson Adebo, I say that too. The guy looks taller than what his his stats say, right? And and obviously he got picked on a lot in day three, which was something to see. But look, he hasn't done too too much that's been of note. Um, but you know, looking at quarterback drills yesterday, he got targeted three straight times. And, you know, I think it was, uh, on, on Saturday's practice actually charted. I think the quarterbacks were five for five against him. And one of them wasn't really on him. He was just in the vicinity. He was the closest person there. So again, you'd have to go back and look at some tape to find out what the assignment was and all that good stuff. Uh, and then you move a little bit more. Obviously, you look at Ian Book and a lot of intrigue with him. And, you know, I think what stands out about him is the guy has a lot of uh, Drew Brees mannerisms to him. It's, it's kind of weird. Just if you pay attention to him, just kind of his his outlook. And, of course, he's, you know, uh, I quote unquote, a diminutive quarterback from a quarterback standards. Right. And those are the ones that you obviously uh, you, you hear. Oh, man, they got to stand on their tippy toes to throw a, a pass and all this other stuff. Stuff. But even from his his throws, his kind of a, a zip a little bit, and just kind of his things he does after the throw is is just what I mean by that. You know, um, not saying he's Drew. Obviously, nobody's Drew Brees, and anybody on this team is not going to be Drew Brees, right? But you know, he's looked pretty good. I've I've seen some good zips from him. I've seen a lot of uh, good connections. But at the same time, I mean, he's a rookie, and he's had uh, faults just like everybody else. Then you kind of move a little bit more to the offensive line with uh, Landon Young. Look, the guy is huge. I mean, he's obviously getting some work uh, on the offensive line at right tackle and um, just kind of just finding a place for him, right? And and the thing about him is Zach Streif obviously was at his pro day doing drills with him at Kentucky with, along with their center. And, um, you know, they had him on the radar. And the guy, I think, has a great chance to make the squad. But, you know, when you're looking at some of those second and third offensive line looks and, and you know what they have on the offensive line with the guys that they have you know it's kind of hard to to totally pay attention to them specifically I mean you know you pick a day at camp you might be focused more on let's just say the running backs or the wide receivers or the defensive backs I mean the way practice runs for those who really don't know is and the thing is for the open portion of media um you get to see a little bit of stretching you get to see some position specific drills then there's kind of scenarios right so one day they may be working on intentional safety drills like they were on saturday or maybe they're working on base installs like they have been where it's just basic handoffs some quick things quick passes some slants just anything and everything base alignment and defense i mean there's just a host of things that that we do see in those practice periods but obviously it goes beyond that obviously on the film studies uh workouts in the weight rooms all sorts of different things but look i say all that to say that uh you know some of these rookies have been somewhat there but it hasn't been completely noticeable and you know going forward we're about to hit a huge stretch starting on monday which we're going to have a lot of training camp practices to to pay attention to so it'll become more of a focal point to really hone in on some of those rookies and then last but not least kwan baker 
uh, at wide receiver. You know, I, I don't see too, too much. Obviously, he's made some catches. He's done a couple of things. But, you know, I got to tell you that in the wide receiver group that they've had, I think somebody like Jalen McCleskey, uh, one of the hometown guys, has been more on the radar a little bit. And, and Aesop Winston Jr., too, wears number 18. So that's 17 and 18 for those who are going to pay attention to the preseason. They've done a little bit more on there. But, you know, look. Baker's a guy you got to give some time to. Adebo's a guy that you got to give some time to. I mean, Adebo is out of football for a whole year, right? And so, look, there's some things that you're going to have to just wait and see and not totally jump the gun. But as far as the rookie updates, I think that's where you would kind of start with his team. Uh, and then going forward, you know, let's see what happens with him. So let's get a little bit more into the specific days and kind of talk through some of that. So let's start with the first day and kind of some of the things that we said. As I said before, it was kind of inside. So first glimpse for the media, um, you know, obviously when, when you're there at those particular sessions, you can't uh, do any like live tweeting or anything like that. But, you know, first things I'd tell you is obviously besides Jameis Warren are taking that first rep role. Uh, he was actually uh, him and Jameis were both wearing gloves on their non-throwing hand i mean uh it seems silly i guess and Taysom is obviously one that is used to it but you know i remember last year with Jameis, i didn't see it a lot um especially in warm-ups and stuff but you know you never know when that particularly comes in and obviously that's something that you just want to take a look at but you know no surprises on offense um marquez calloway traquan smith are your top two wide receivers deontay harris was lining up in the slot uh, obviously on the offensive line, no surprises on the starters. Uh, you know, I would tell you that Cesar Ruiz just through the course of these several days has looked pretty sharp. Um, made a great block on Carl Granderson in day three, but we'll get that to get into that a little bit later. But as far as defense, you know, the base alignment, you got Caden Ellis, Zach Bond, Demario Davis, Patrick Robinson was your corner opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. Um, so look, I, I think when you looked at it, I think some of the things that I would take away from the first day is Noah Spence was lined up as an outside linebacker and they kind of used him around the formation a little bit. And, you know, look, I think the secondary defensive interior pairing was another thing to pay attention to. And Malcolm Roach and Jalen Dalton were there. Uh, David Anyamana and Shai Tuttle were your top pair. And, you know, look, Dalton was a guy that was having a great camp last year until he had that season ending triceps injury. So really he's been somebody that's been on my radar a couple of days now. He's done extremely well, but, you know, one to keep an eye on. Jawan Johnson, they said they were going to convert him to a tight end. He was lining up at tight end, and that's where he's going to stay. Ty Montgomery was outside at wide receiver. Um, he also did some gunner work opposite of T, uh, a JT Gray. So, you know, first day, really not too, too much to talk about. I mean, you got some different 11-11 looks. Um, you got a sack by Cam Jordan a little bit. And, and, you know, with those, it's not a true sack because you're obviously not doing a lot of contact there. But, you know, if you were to simulate an entire play with pads and everything that went on, I, I think that was your thing that says, hey, Cam would have got there for a sack. And then I think the best play of the day, um, you know, came with a screen pass. And, of course, it's, it's a screen pass. So people are like, man, I, I don't get too excited. But it was just Saturday that Peyton was talking about how he wanted to be even better as a screen team. He didn't think they're kind of there, but you got guys like Eric McCoy is just, you remember last year in green Bay game against green Bay uh, at home where he was just like trucking downfield, almost like if you have football fan for a long time, if you ever remember um, saints and Cowboys in 1994, when they were playing in Superdome on Monday night football, Larry Allen, 
track down Darian Connor after a pick. It looked like Connor was going to go the whole way, but that 300 plus pound man just really got to him. So, uh, you know, you like to see that. Andres Pete was down there. So, again, you don't make too much of it because it's a screen, right? But look, they did a great job getting out in space. And then, obviously, I think the other one would be Jameis Winston having some really good throws. Um, hit Deontay Harris on the deep completion on the left sideline. Jameis was able to uh, do a pump fake and kind of got JT Gray, the safety, to, to bite a little bit on it. And then Brian Poole was in coverage. So that kind of sums up the first day. Again, everybody was there, exception of Grant Haley. Haley uh, was dealing, or he's dealing with the loss of his father, tragic boat accident. So our condolences out to him and their family. But uh, other than that, full attendance there. And then we are going to move into day two. So then you kind of run into day two. Obviously, it's the first fan experience, a chance to see the team. Uh, that's That was on Friday, and obviously it was a great thing just seeing fans back. And I'll just tell you, last year and going to all the games and stuff and covering them, um, you know, you never get used to a, a quiet Superdome. You never get used to an empty stadium on the road. I mean, it's just weird. And, and hopefully we can get full attendance out of this thing. But, you know, it was just nice to see some fans there. And obviously they went outside. The weather wasn't too crazy, obviously. Um, you know, every time you talk about training camp in New Orleans, it's, it's the heat, right? And the heat kills you. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where it really wasn't that bad. There was a lot of cloud cover. So really good flow to the day um you know grant haley was missing in action second day uh tight end dylan soner wasn't in practice again they did get pj williams and Derek kelly the second back um they passed their physicals so that was a good news and they actually had signed tommy lee lewis to the active roster after a tryout everybody's favorite um and then will lutz has been in there he's actually dealing with a uh a, a soft tissue issue and it's his groin is what peyton had said so just being really cautious he's a guy that's in for a, a really bounce back year so that's something we obviously want to make sure that he's uh able to to recover from and look the saints are going to need him to be at the top of his game you know, if they reach a point where they got to put points on the board, I mean, Will Lutz is going to be money for them, and they need him 100%. So no rush there and no no way to really, you know, just to fret about it at this point. So, look, I think, uh, you know, when I look at the quarterbacks, obviously Taysom Hill took the top reps on it. You know, first, first pass was definitely looked like, you know, Marquez Callaway had ran the right route, but Hill kind of misfired there. A couple plays later, though, he made up for it, and they were in shotgun formation, and then he was able to hit Callaway uh, over the middle. Did a really good job stepping up into the, the pocket and avoiding the rush, um, and, you know, again, that was kind of a, a good day for Hill again. You know, as far as later on in the final session, he would have got a sacked by Marcus Davenport, but, you know, look, he didn't miss any of his passes that he had thrown, um, and obviously a lot, some of them were short, some of them were mid, mid, kind of that intermediate range, but, um, you know, look, I, I think that was uh, something to take away. And one of the th- other things that caught my eye from the second day, just the way they lined up, was in a two-back set, they actually had uh, Alex Arma, their their fullback that they picked up this offseason, formerly the Panthers, and Kamara lining up in a two-back set, and so usually you see Kamara and Latavius Murray could be nothing, but something obviously you want to take a look at. Um, Jameis Winston was pretty perfect on the day. Uh, you know, the first pass was was a nice one over to Deontay Harris over the middle. Did a really good job. He found like the soft spot in the coverage, so that's the things that you want to see. Um, Noah Spence had shined up again on, on on us on the radar. He had to beat James Hurst off the edge for a sack, so that was a good thing. And then 
you know, look, I say the star of day two was uh, Chris Hogan. You know, the veteran they pick up, the guy that was playing lacrosse, right? Made really great, great adjustment on the ball. He was leaped, up, went up in the air and got the the throw. And and look again, he had a really good day. Uh, I, I thought it was really good for him. You know, the lone thing that happened, and I wouldn't count this as an incompletion, but, you know, there was a, a pass intended for Jalen McCleskey. Um, wasn't on Winston. You know, I think it would have went as pass interference with if Ken Crawley uh, or McCleskey had actually tripped. So it was kind of one of those plays, I guess you could say, as Saints fans love to talk about the bang-bang play, right? And so... Look, I think that's something to take a look at. You know, Trevor Simeon, you know, a guy that's buried on the depth chart in quarterback terms. I mean, he was the third guy in the rotation on Friday, but he was fourth on, on Saturday from Ian Book. But he had a real nice connection to Ethan Wolf on a, a deep right shot. And so, uh, you know, I think the reason I bring up Wolf, it's, you know, don't, don't overblow this. But look. He's one of those tight ends that actually attended George Kittle's tight end university recently. And so I think he's somebody to keep an eye on. You know, we've seen a lot in the offseason about Carl Granderson and some of his D-line vids. Asked him about it Saturday. And, you know, he said he was 30 minutes away from Sacramento and linked up with them. They did work about two to three times a week and just kind of worked on his pass rushing moves and some of his run defending moves. But, uh, you know, Simeon had dropped a snap on one of his reps and you know that would have went in a sack to Carl Granderson but you know other than that as far as the formations go you know same thing as the first day uh no changes on offense defense was a little bit different you know Cam Jordan wasn't on the, the starting rotation they had to know passing on there nothing wrong with Cam Jordan you know it's just kind of how everything had had really just went um that's when you saw Pete Warner come in and he was actually the uh, the starting linebacker tandem to Demario Davis because they were operating out of nickel formation. C.J. Gardner Johnson comes in. Patrick Robinson, Marshawn Lattimore, still your starting quarters. Zach Bond and Chase Hansen. Uh, also, Caden Ellis rolled in with with Hansen. They were playing the second fiddle at linebacker, and then you had Brian Poole playing backup duties in the slot. Um, Peyton Turner and Carl Granderson were the second defensive ends there and then as far as interior i know it's something we kind of want to put a focus on especially with david animata going to be out for those first six games but albert huggins one of their veterans and christian ringo were the interior defensive tackle pairing so look other than that you know that's kind of the the flow that the they had there was about a bunch of personnel packages that they use and they had an extensive special teams and punt work they uh simulated getting kind of off the blocks and, you know, practice ended with those 11-11 drills and stuff. And, you know, speaking of punting, punting Nolan Cooney, uh, undrafted guy out of Syracuse, was the one who handled the first day. And, you know, look, uh, as Peyton described it, it was either a strikeout or a home run. So he was very inconsistent, you know, had some wobblers on there, and then he was able to boom some. So they kind of started back in their own five-yard line and worked up in five-yard increments. Uh, JT Gray, Marquez Callaway, main gunners there for those who are keeping track at home for the special teams. Um, as far as the pass rush goes, I did chart a few sacks. So I had Granderson with two sacks, one on Winston, one on Simeon. Davenport had the sack on Hill. And then Noah Spence also had one on Winston. I talked about with him beating James Hurst. So, look, again, I think the other player that stood out was Jalen Dalton. I think he had some really good reps at defensive tackle. Good run stopping. He shot right through the gap and, and, you know, would have forced a loss. So, overall, second day, real good action on it. Great for fans. I think they were super happy to see it. And nothing crazy that came out of it, but a lot of good things to see. Now we roll into that kind of third day. And, man, it was Saturday. It was a hot one. 
the fans were way out in full force. They had the band out there, not the band on the field or anybody that remembers the Stanford and such, but, you know, Stanford Cal days, if you will. But it was uh, a lot more of a spectacle, right? A lot more fans, a lot more engagement, if you will. Um, as far as attendance, Patrick Robinson was out. He was excused a personal absence, according to Sean Payton. Grant Haley was out again, Dylan Soner. And then Tommy Lee Lewis wasn't there. Uh, I know they had reported the signing, so um, he just wasn't out there. But, you know, it was interesting on the roster. So Marquez Callaway had officially swapped to number one. Kind of had a teaser during some of the, the photos, if you will. And then Tommy Lee Lewis was set for six, but Alvin Kamara came out at six, just kind of having some fun, if you will. And obviously that was his college number at Tennessee. So it was all in good fun. But, you know, the big thing is obviously Jameis Winston. It was his turn to take the starting reps. And uh, it was something that Sean Payton had alluded to on Friday during his press conference. And look, his outing went pretty rough. And again, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There was no turnovers. It was just a lot of incompletions, right? And so... Uh, you know, it was uh, a lot of good things. You know, Taysom had uh, um, a good deep shot to Aesop Winston Jr. You know, just drill work. But again, the 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 what to take away from that is, you know, both Winston and, and Taysom Hill throw some really pretty balls, and man, they could chuck it down the field. And so I'm excited. No matter who plays quarterback for the Saints this year, look, there's a lot of fun things to pay attention to. And there's going to be a lot of good things that you'll see pushing down the field. Um, and as far as Ian Book, you know, look, he had some uh, interesting ones. Chris Hogan, again, kind of showed up a little bit on the radar. Wasn't anything crazy, but overall, not too bad on his part. But, you know, the biggest things that I would tell you is this is where we got the one-on-one work, right? We got some of the more 11-on-11 drills or charting the quarterbacks and kind of how their performance had went. So I think that was the big thing in takeaways from that day. So as far as the rotation go, before we get into the quarterbacks and kind of talking a little bit, uh, no real changes. Same thing, base formation. Uh, you know, Callaway and Smith at wide receiver. Worked in Alex Arma at fullback for Alvin Kamara. Uh, James Hurst did take some some starting reps at right tackle for Ryan Ramchek. No concerns there. Just kind of, you know, they use Hurst a lot in that swing for tackle formation, extra jumbo sets. So, you know, Ramchek is, there's nothing wrong there. You got a nice little contract extension. But base defense, 4-3 alignment really and then Ken Crawley goes in playing on the right side Lattimore on the left uh due to to Robinson being out uh Passignon and Peyton Turner were at edge Jalen Dalton and Malcolm Roach playing inside as far as rotation work goes um and, and Anya Mata and Tuttle were the top pair and then as far as linebackers Zach Bond Damari Davis and Kane Nellis and uh, Warner had rotated in for Bond so one-on-one drills I think that's the the highlight right and obviously Ken Crawley, man, when he's at camp, he put the clamps Crawley. Can't I cut say camp clamp Crawley? That's what I would call him. CCC, uh, man, he uh, did a nice little pass breakup. Ball kind of hung up on Taysom Hill's first attempt there, but you know overall that was an interesting one for sure. Um, you know, as far as other ones that that went in there, you know, like I kind of mentioned earlier in the show that. Paulson Adebo got picked on a little bit. So, you know, Ty Montgomery, what I would tell you there is he, uh, he's he been wide receiver. So, obviously, the Saints had signed Devontae Freeman after a bunch of tryouts on Saturday. You know, some intrigue there, obviously, and former teammate of Winston's. But, you know, from everything we've seen so far, Montgomery is – is looking good at wide receiver. He made a really good just adjustment on the ball to secure a catch on the sideline. So that's kind of where he's at right now. And um, until we see otherwise, we're going to kind of look at that. Um, 
you know, as far as other things, Marshawn Lattimore had a great pass breakup and, and a deep shot. He did a great job just adjusting on the left-hand side near the end zone. You know, and as far as it goes, I mean, that was just some of the things, um, you know, again, Crawley was, was pretty much perfect. I mean, there could have been some things where maybe he gets called for holding or, you know, if you're in a game situation, again, you're talking about bang-bang plays. Big hiccup from Winston to Deontay Harris with C.J. Gardner-Johnson in coverage. You know, it was a deep right shot, and it would have been a touchdown. So those are always good to see. But, you know, I think 11-on-11 work, that's where it was kind of like, hey, Jameis just had a rough day. Uh, He's only one of four. You know, the way I charted it, uh, his only completion was the first pass to little Jordan Humphrey. You know, you had Traquan Smith. It slipped a little bit. Um, you know, on that play, a good bullets pick up by Latavius Murray on Marshawn Lattimore. His second pass to Alvin Kamara looked like it was just something like of a misfire. As far as the last one, you know, it was incomplete. Deontay Harris in a deep shot. Ken Crawley and, and Marcus Williams had really good coverage there. And, you know, I'd honestly look at crediting to no passing on with a sack there. Um, Taysom Hill was four or five. That was where he really picked on a Debo. It was three straight plays. Um, you know, that was that was came and I think one of the things to appreciate was, you know, Hill was facing a blitz on one of the plays and he made a throw from his back foot and connected with Deontay Harris. So really good thing there. That's another one a couple plays later, Peyton Turner had a, a really good pressure working against James Hurst. So that was good to see. Book missed his uh, two. One of them was a low throw. The other was a bobble uh trevor simeon was one of two andrew dow at linebacker kind of one of those unsung buried on the depth chart guys at linebacker he had a, a pass breakup and then carl granderson had a good pressure on the first one um so look i mean overall the flow of it you know again kind of the same thing you got position groups working together then position groups come together um, and then you work on specific 11-11 drills. You work on different situations. You know, I think the big thing there to watch and take away is Blake Gillikin on the second day. Man, he, he had an outstanding day punting. Same type of drills that Cunha did the day before. But this guy can hang some punts. You know, he had 11 of them. And I think the biggest thing that I took away is that six times the returners had to backpedal. So he's really just booting the 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 stuff out of uh, the ball and so obviously you know you got to keep a look at him he was a favorite last year so really want to keep an eye on him and as far as stock watch goes i mean again jalen dalton keeps coming up on my radar i think he's been great on the interior jalen mccleskey is a guy i wouldn't tell you say hey let's start really buying into the hype but he's just he made a couple plays he's flashed a good bit and then Jawan johnson looks like he's doing really good in, in his adjustment to tight end so um, you know, the other things that I would tell you bad, um, Nick Vanette, the free agent tight end they picked up, had two false start penalties in a four-place ban. Uh, and then one of those plays, he had the ball stripped from him at the end where Marshawn Lattimore had recovered. And, you know, the thing is when these ball carriers keep going, you know, they're, they're going to keep trying to get the ball from you, right, and to continually to go after it. And he obviously fumbled at the end, so that's never a good luck. So tough day for him, but... Other than that, you know, the other thing I take away is Christian Montano, the center, second day that he has a bad exchange with Trevor Simeon. So definitely not a good look. But other than that, I mean, look, a great day of practice, great three-day stretch, a lot of things that we take away from this. But ultimately, you know, Monday's a new day. I'd expect Jameis Winston to start, you know, again, while they're working on these base install packages. But great stuff from Saints camp. As always, keep a, a track on it. Follow me on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. That's Hendricks just like Jimmy. And, of course, the older I get, 
the less uh, impact that that actually makes on people because some people don't know who Jimi Hendrix is. That's a shame. But, you know, at any rate, follow me on Twitter and follow at Saints News and Saints News Network on Facebook. And then obviously check out Believe in Saints on Twitter and part on Art19. Check us out. New show, new direction, new season, and I'm only looking forward to even better things coming out of it. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.